What up, man? Sit down. And I'm Ray Ray all day. Oh, man, I'm digging that cowboy hat, right? Like what up man and welcome to the battle i'm your host somebody johnny and I'm Ray Ray all day. What up, Ray? Yeah, Ray, what's up? What's going on? You tell me what's going on, dude. I mean, you've been on this show for the last 20-something episodes bragging about being the damn humanitarian. I've been calling you for a week, and every single day I'm calling, you're doing the same thing. Sitting, sitting on your ass doing nothing. Hey, man, everybody's got to take a break. Take a break, bro. You've been taking a break for a week. That's a vacation. That ain't a break, brother. <laughs> That's a staycation. A staycation. <laughs> Your wife wants you out of the house. I can promise you that right now. Oh, I know that. <laughs> that is not a doubt. No doubt in my mind. But I have been doing a couple little things here and there. Oh, boy, sitting on the couch in his shorts and his boots. You That's know? it. His old shit kickers. My underwear and my boots. It kind of oh, rubs geez. it in when he comes over. It's like, hey, man, are you home? I could have come over and did this. <laughs> I love the shoulda, could have. But no phone after, call. You know what I'm saying? After that, I could have done this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I really don't feel sorry. Yeah, and I could have hit the weights last night. I uh, <laughs> could have jumped on the treadmill. But I was inebriated. You know, I could have done a lot of things. No, but you had to put that donut down. Had to put the donut. Yeah, the donut was heavy, brother. I mean, <laughs> Doing them curls. Yeah, I mean, I, I did all the work picking it up. I might as well eat it, right? <laughs> yeah, That's <is> bullshit! <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's back, baby. He's back. Uh, now, I was hoping the neighbor's out. Feed the deer. He went on, uh, like I said, he does that trail riding. So he's been gone for the last couple of days and helping him out there. But Dude, how does it feel knowing you're fattening up deer so people can shoot them? <laughs> I mean, you act like you're over there helping out, taking care of the pets. Oh, it, feels, it feels great, man. Well, I was over there feeding the deer, kind of like people feed dogs. But we're, we're feeding know, most them. people don't shoot dogs after you fatten them up. <laughs> we're feeding the masses, man. Depends <laughs> on what part of the Who country the hell you feed? Ain't no, ain't no damn redneck starving out there. I can tell you right now. If you're a starving redneck, you ain't a redneck. Yeah, I, I agree with that completely. Like you can MacGyver some shit and find some food. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> does have hair on it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like man. Ray says, anything that walks and got hair on it, these people are going to eat it. Yeah, I probably should have clarified that yeah. a little bit. Anything on four legs walking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we never claim for you to be the brightest redneck. You know yeah, anything in range of that 30-30, man, that's fair game. You're not the it. smartest redneck in the bunch, that's for sure. Tell, tell me who is the smartest redneck. I don't want to have a found one. Dude. Those are your people. You help me out. What was it you said? Any self-respecting redneck? Yeah, yeah that's uh, contradicting terms. <laughs> yeah. A life of contradiction. Right? Oh, man. Hey, man, you know what I heard? I heard we, we picked up a new country. Oh, really? Yeah. We picked up India. Yeah, we picked up a A-lister in India. He's our one in a billion, baby. Hey, it only takes one, man. It only takes one. Hey, you know what? Yeah. To the to a little shout out to our partner over there in India. What up, man? Hey, man. Oh, what up, have, man? Glad to have you with us. Share our podcast over there so that we can uh, spread that wildfire over in India. Yeah, you got all them people over there, man. Hook us up. They'll tell your friends about us, and uh, we should at least have you know, at least five people in India. At least <laughs> I know, right? That'd be I mean, good. Heck, we got one guy in, in Australia. Got I might. We got several in I- in Ireland. Yeah, you didn't run any of them off. Thank God for that. No. <laughs> 
We need to do a little research on Alaska, my favorite place. See if we've picked up any more in Alaska. The blue state. The blue state. <laughs> well, Alaska is a part of America again. So all the numbers that we see in Alaska are combined with America, right? Oh, man. We can't be having that. They got to separate them things. Oh, yeah. Huh? If you live in Alaska and you listen, drop us an email, will you? That'll yeah. podcast. I want somebody with an ice cream truck to hit, hit, hit us up. I know it, man. We need a sponsor. Yeah, we need a sponsor, an ice cream truck, truck sponsor. That'd be awesome. That would be sick. Yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, like I said before, you could bake the the Ray Ray all day and the full Monty Johnny. I mean, yeah. I, there's money to be made out there. I mean, we're shameless. We don't care. Nope. Like some kind of pop-up thing. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> we don't want to be doing no <laughs> pop-ups with me and Ray, I can tell you right now. Dude, talk, speaking of ice cream, man, you know what I found out? And I never thought about this until just recently. You remember the good old push pops? The ones that, you know, it's kind of oh, like, yeah. like an orange sickle kind oh, of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you realize that we've been eating ice cream as kids, these push pops, out of a freaking toilet paper roll? You just now figuring that out? Yeah, them things are- You are right there. They're surrounded by a toilet paper roll. Yeah. Think about it. That push pop, it's a, it's a freaking toilet paper roll. Right. They, they, they're not used. God, I hope not. You know, that it was, I mean, you'd be walking around with skids, skid marks on your teeth. <laughs> you know, the funniest thing is. What flavor is brown? Oh, is that chocolate? Is that I don't chocolate? know. It tastes a little like strawberry. I didn't get the combo. I just got vanilla. Man, my push pops got peanuts in it, man. What the hell's going on here? I got vanilla. <laughs> well, you know, the days of the ice cream truck for us really are kind of far, far gone away. Man, and it's a shame, too, because, you know, when I was a kid, you know, living in the projects. That was like a highlight. We had we had two different trucks. You had the Lemonade Man and you had the ice cream truck, right? But the Lemonade Man wasn't selling like lemonade. He, he was selling like frozen lemonade. Yeah, yeah. Or slushies or whatever. And they, we call them the Lemonade Man. And you get a, a lemon, you get a little slushy with a with a pretzel inside of it. One of them long stick pretzels. Huh. You stick a petrol, pretzel in it. So that was the Lemonade Man. And then you had the Ice Cream Man. And the Ice Cream Man had all the the different kind of ice creams and the soft serve and that and out of the truck. So it was, it's funny. It makes, reminds me of a time, you know, here we are. We're living in the projects, right? My mother's raising five kids on welfare and she's in the house sleeping. And my sister goes into, the, into her purse because the ice cream man's out there, right? Oh, no. Goes outside with a $20 bill and buys everybody in the projects <laughs> ice cream. I see the most popular I mean, she's, girl. She's buying everybody ice cream and we're starving. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like a, I re- $20 in ice cream. Remember that you friends. could do that for $20. Now you can buy two for 20 maybe. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, what, Back then it was what, 25 cents, 50 well, yeah. cents? Yeah. Man, when we heard the ice cream truck, we started ransacking the couch. We started flipping all the cushions out. We're digging down in there trying to you find nickels and dimes. Remember the one that had a little gumball on the bottom of it? Remember? Oh, yeah. Oh, the, yeah. Uh, yeah. What was that called? I forget, but yeah, that was a good Something. one there. Like atomic bomb I always think of Eddie like Murphy that. when, you know, he's drops the ice cream. I got your ice cream. You can't afford it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was right there with him on the mama burger. I can tell you that much right now. <laughs> the old greasy burger on the two pieces of bread. <laughs> this ain't McDonald's. You damn right, it ain't McDonald's. Shut your mouth. That's a mama burger. Oh, yeah. Him and Bill, Bill Cosby, too. Bill Cosby did a lot of good yeah, ones, my, too. My, my mom didn't make no damn hamburgers. If you wanted something with Fen for yourself, night every. Every night. Yeah. But, you know, like I was saying, we, we, we kind of sacrificed the ice cream truck, too, even as we started getting a little bit older. And as we get even older, we sacrifice more and more nowadays. And you got kids, you sacrifice all the time. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Definitely. But the ice cream truck, I mean, that's, there's no need to do that kind of a sacrifice. I mean, come on, man. You can always. I want to sacrifice the ice cream truck. No, I'm in your corner, bro. Believe I me. I mean, dude, you can always. I was trying to make it. 
You know what I mean? You I'm trying to help them. You can I'm always support her. You can always just a lie that it's for the kids. Come on, kids, yeah. let's get some ice cream. Hey, you know what Heck I'm saying? No. <laughs> <laughs> all me, all me. But yeah, there's there's a lot of things we sacrifice now. As, I used to tell people the older. erector set under the Christmas tree was for the kids. Yeah. Oh heck right. no. No. I want it all up in that thing. Mm-hmm. Not gonna you buy, lie. You buy your kids all the toys you wish you had. You know what I mean? Well, you know that's right. We always do. My mama got that skill saw. <laughs> look at that. It's a DeWalt. Yeah. Look at that, that beautiful babe. It's shiny. You know, it's like my dad is funny. He he would never buy anything for himself. He he would always want and want and want, but never buy anything for himself. So my mom finally figured it out. So she would say, like my dad, this is a couple years back, always wanted a big screen TV. This is back before flat screens. So he wanted a big screen TV. Wouldn't buy it, wouldn't buy it, wouldn't buy it. So finally for my mom's birthday, she says, hey, honey, guess what I want for my birthday? He's like, I don't know, baby. What do you want for your birthday? Mom says, I want a flat screen TV for my birthday. Oh, all right. Hell yeah. Here we go. And <laughs> so, you know, as long as he was buying it for mom, it was all right. Yeah. But he never would buy anything for himself. Well, it's funny because in my house, my wife wants all the tools. We call hmm. her Handy Candy. You know what I'm saying? See, she, she's <laughs> she always fix the mower. I mean, she's always working on something. I mean, I, I, I bought her a, uh, I bought her a skill saw. I've caught, I bought her a jigsaw. I've, I've bought her a sander and, uh, and a miter saw. And I'll tell you what, she was more tickled and more happy about those tools and the tool bag and stuff I bought her than she was. One year I bought her boots. I bought her perfume. I bought her clothes, you know. She returned every single thing that I bought her except for her uh, miter saw and her miter saw sand and her saw horses. She didn't keep the boots? No, she sent the, keep, sent nah, the boots bummer. back. She sent them all back and bought a uh, orbiter sander. It's like, damn, man. I'm swinging for the fences. I try to cover all my bases. Well, there you go. From A to Z. Safe. Yeah. Exactly. So, again, I keep, I keep touching on sacrificing. Well, sacrifice is a funny thing when you think about it because some people get it twisted. You know, like guys, for instance, a lot of times... We like to use the word sacrifice and we confuse sacrifice with ego a lot of times. Yeah. Or feeding our ego. Yeah. Feeding that ego. Like you got guys that'll, that'll justify going to work all the time. Right. And they say, well, I'm sacrificing because I want to make sure I make X amount of dollars or X amount of money to have a certain lifestyle for the wife and for the kids. Or you want to be able to take the girlfriend out or, you know, all these different things. And, and, and we feed this thing and saying, well, I'm doing it for them, doing it for them, doing it for them. But at the end of the day, it's because a lot of times, men, we want to feel good about ourselves. We want yeah. to be able to say, hey, I provide all these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a big ego thing. And, and I get it. There's a, there's a lot of guys out there who are busting their ass because they have to. Yeah, oh, yeah. Just, just to get by, they're out there killing it. But then on the other hand, there's a lot of guys out there that are obsessively working. And they say, like you said, they say they do it, they're doing it for their family. They're doing it for their girlfriend. They're doing it for this or doing it for that. But it's really, they're feeding that ego, you know? So they can say, yeah, you know, I just bought a new car or yeah, I just bought a new house. I just got a new boat. But uh, as, uh, as our buddy says, at the end of the day, all that stuff disappears. That, all that stuff is gone. Well, I think the question is, is where do you put your value? What's yeah. valuable to you? What's important to you? I mean, is it about what you can give monetarily or, or as far as possessions or, or, you know, physically, or is it about giving of yourself? You know, the, the, the most uh, sacrificial thing you can do in a relationship is the giving of yourself, your time, your time, your efforts, your talent. You know what I mean? A lot of times when we've mentioned it on the show before so many times, it's really easy to throw money at something. Right. right. And so 
what do we do? We work more hours, make more money so we can throw more money at it. And we use that as an excuse to say, well, I'm sacrificing, I'm working overtime, I'm working late, I'm doing all these things to get promoted or, or trying to make that extra dollar or trying to climb that corporate ladder. But at the end of the day, we got to look at as men, what's driving that? Yeah. Is it really the wife and the kids and the girlfriend? Uh, or is it you? Right. Are you trying to avoid all the hassle that there is at the house? You know, are you trying to avoid having to deal with the kids? Are you trying to avoid having to take the, the girlfriend out? Are you trying to avoid the neighbors? You know, what are you trying to avoid? Are you trying to avoid anything? Well, it's funny because we live in a culture today where we, we have this mentality of equality, right? Right. And we, we talk about the equality uh, between men and women. Now, we know that things have changed a lot in our culture today. There's a lot more two income families. Right. So a lot of wives work. They, they put in, you know, I think we were looking at some statistics. I mean, the hours are, that a man works and a woman works are like the difference of maybe four or five hours a right. week. Very minuscule. So it's, so it's pretty close, you know? Um, <clears throat> but the days of the one income family, that's almost in the rear view mirror because, right. you know, for most, most people, the wife works too. Yep. So, you know, men, sometimes the, the, the excuse of I've got to be at the office and trying to work to make that, that money to provide for my family so that my wife can stay home. A, a lot of instances, that's not the case anymore. Right. Exactly. Um, some guys get caught up in it. Like you said, is a, is a hiding place to just to dwell there to de- not deal with what's going on in the house. And on the flip side of the coin, if we're going to be honest, what happens is we put a lot of weight on the women because the women not only work, but then they come home and work at home. Right. Yep. You know, doing the housework and with the kids and everything else. So I guess we have to understand what is true sacrifice. Right. And, and going back to, you know, your time, your talents, you know, is men, if we're going to talk about sacrifice, let's talk about sacrificing the things that matter. Number one, your time is the most valuable thing you have. Yes, sir. Every child that I've ever talked to and, and, and coming from a, a situation of a family that had divorced parents, you know, one of the biggest things I always said I wanted from my dad was his time. I didn't care about his money. Right. It wasn't about what he could give me monetarily or uh, as far as possessions go. I just wanted to spend time with my dad. Yeah. And, you know, he would work a lot and because he was working a lot to try to provide for his kids and then, you know, being divorced, he had to pay child support and all these other things. So, you know, he was sacrificing not only just himself, but in sometimes whether we don't realize that we're sacrificing the relationships and the times with our children. Exactly. And, and re- quite honestly, to the men that are listening to this tonight, nothing is worth that. You know, I, I was telling you the, in uh, Fritz the other day, uh, well, it's more the day, but we're, we're talking about Father's Day, right? When I told mm-hmm. you when I was sitting out on my front porch, and I'm sitting there thinking about my kids. I mean, my son's 20 now. My daughter's getting ready to turn 18 this year. And I started to think about their lives and my life as a father. You know, you don't sit there and think about just the times you have with them. You sit there and you think about all the times you've lost. Right. You know, and all the times that you've sacrificed uh, on the altar of, I hate to say it sometimes, your own personal ego. Mm-hmm. on your own personal progression or or your own personal insecurities, you know, that we feed as men and we, we legitimize them by saying, well, I'm doing this for them, but you're really not doing it for them because you're losing them in the process. Right. And so what's it worth to you? You know, I mean, 
like you said, toys and clothes and all those electronics and everything else, those things are going to fade. They're going to, they're going to wear, they're going to rust. They're going to, they're going to fade away. They don't like, I mean, I can't even tell you how many things I've bought for our kids that we've ended up throwing in the trash because they just don't care about them. Right. What they do care about though is mom and dad. Yeah. And a lot of times they want those toys just because you're not there. They're looking for something to do to occupy their time, their time. And if you were there, they would use you to fill that time. Well, what's a lot of times is men, we try to buy their forgiveness or their understanding with stuff. Right. And we use that as a legitimacy for our sacrifice, quote unquote. Right. You know? um, and I think that that's the thing we need to be talking about and thinking about as we go through this tonight is, is what is really true sacrifice and what's, what's it worth? Yeah. And, and what should we be focusing on as men? And how do we balance that? You really got to, it, it's, it's a, it's a fine line to walk between what am I actually sacrificing for my family? Is it worth it? Or am I just feeding my ego? Well, the other part of it too, I was thinking about tonight is that uh, it's a cultural thing too, right? You know, you think about it. If, if a guy was to be a stay at home dad mm-hmm. and the wife was to be the breadwinner, what's the first thing people are going to say? I think, man, what's the matter with you? Guy's a bum, right? Yeah. What's up with this dude? He's a loser. He's a stay-at-home dad. He, mm-hmm. he, he don't have a job. He's not going to support his family, right? But in the same fl- flip side of the coin, it's it's socially and culturally acceptable for a woman to be a stay-at-home mom. Right. And so it's kind of a contradiction. We're living in a culture today where we talk about equality and how women are supposed to be like men and men are supposed to be like women. And we've got these, you know, two two income families. And yet we do have these stereotypes of what it's expected of a man. You know, a man is expected to work and it's okay for his wife to stay home. And if that means he's got to work two jobs, three jobs, four jobs, that's what he's got to do to provide for his family. So when we look at it, as far as what's been fed or bred into a man, men are told to be providers. Right. You know, and so we we can justify, adjust a lie within ourselves. But the problem is, is the sacrifice that we're making to provide turns into be a greater sacrifice when it comes to the loss of the relationship, whether it's not only just our kids, but let's look at our wives or our girlfriends. You know, what woman's going to want to be with a guy that's working 80 hours a week, that's dead dog tired and has got nothing going on. I mean, right. I don't care how much money he makes or whatever possessions he can buy. If he's spent and he's not there and he's just worn out 24 seven because he's working all the time. What's the point? Right. What good is he? You know, I mean, you got a beautiful car you can't drive because you're too exhausted to drive it. You know, you got all these nice clothes and jewelry and, and you know, all this other stuff, but you spent and you, 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 you know, you just wore out and you burnt out. And nowadays you, I had a friend of mine who he was a welder and he ended up losing his job. And while he was looking for another job, his wife got a good job and he was able to stay home with his kids and we would talk and he was telling me, he's like, man, I feel like such a, such a piece of crap. You know, I'm, I can't provide for my family. I got to sit here and I got to take the kids to school and I got to do this and I got to do that. And I told him, I said, look, man, I said, here's what you got to do in this chapter of your life. You need to focus on doing the best at this current job. This is your job right now. So you need to focus on making it the absolute best. Enjoy the time with your kids. Make sure you make every minute count. Because there will be a time where you end up getting another job and you're not going to get to take them to school. You're not going to get to 
pick them up and take them to softball or take them to dance or whatever it is, baseball, football. So you need to soak this up and be the best dad that you can be right now. Well, if you think about it as far as a job, right, you've got this job, but you, you don't feel like you're being, you know, utilized properly on the job or you're not using for full potential or you're not happy with the job or you're disgruntled about the job. I mean, how much are you really going to put into that job? Yeah. And think about it. I mean, the most important job we have as, as fathers is being a father. You got it. You know, so if you're, if you're in this situation and you don't feel like there's any value in what you're doing, what kind of a father are you going to be? You're going to be right. begrudgingly taking care of and, and watching your own children? Right. That's a bad place to be. No, not a good place at all. But, you know, there's a lot of sacrifices that men do make. And a lot of times we don't give men enough credit. You know, I mean, mom gets a lot of credit and right, you know, rightly so, because for the most part, most women, I mean, the first thing you think about, they sacrifice their bodies. I mean, yes. it's kind of hard to compete with that, right? Yeah. I mean, but there are sacrifices that we make as men, as husbands and fathers every day that, you know, we have to uh, look at and be not necessarily pat our backs, selves on the back, but we got to recognize, I mean, think about it. I mean, one of the things that I've had to sacrifice as a man having children is sometimes I got to sacrifice my wife. Right. Time with my wife because she's pulled in multiple different directions, especially if you have a spouse that works now she's working, then she's got the kids and she's got the house and everything else. And even though you're chipping in or you're doing whatever, it still takes away from that time that you have together. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it's, it brings on fatigue, you know? Right. So there's a sacrifice there that happens in a lot of marriages, you know? Definitely. Uh, and that's the same thing for wives with their husbands that are overworked. They have a burnt out husband. Mm -hmm. Now they've got, they've sacrificed their husband for a certain lifestyle. It's a, it's a, it's a vicious cycle. You see how this thing works? And that's the balance that we were talking about. You got to find that balance. Sometimes do as men, we have to sacrifice what we perceive to be our dreams. Right. You know, I mean, if, if you have a responsibility as a husband and a father, or you're in a relationship you know, you just can't drop everything and go run off and be reckless anymore. Correct. And I think that's the thing that a lot of men have to recognize is that, you know, if you've got things you want to chase, go chase them before you get yourself involved with other people. Right. You know, I mean, don't get married or don't have children if you have aspirations and dreams to do certain things. Do those things and then focus on being a husband and a father. Yeah, when you can dedicate that time to it. And one of the things you talk about is time and balance, right? Right. You know, a, a lot of times as, as, as men too, we sacrifice our own personal pleasures and hobbies. I mean, right. there are things that I used to enjoy doing that as a father and a husband, I've had to, you know, do it less because I have a responsibility to my family. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, when you start looking at uh, the job and then you've got a wife and you've got kids and, you know, you've got other outside, you know, people in your life as far as family and friends, you're pulled in a lot of different directions. And one of the words that you use a lot, right? I think it's important. is balance. Mm -hmm. And so you got to give a little to get a little and some things you got to give up and have to weigh what's more important as a man. Right. And for the guys out there that are going, well, when does this shit end? When, when, when is it about me? When do I finally get to focus on me? Well, as far as completely focusing on you, never. <laughs> Ain't that you, some shit? It is. It is. <laughs> but that's the truth. Because here we go. Oh, bullshit. There we yeah. go. Well, if you think you're going to be able to do that, it is bullshit. I'm telling you right now. But I can tell you that 
like you said, if you're wanting to focus on you and, and, and I did this when I got married, even before I got married, when I was younger, I was like, I want to get married early. I want to have kids early. I want to do all this stuff early. Well, luckily my brother's older than me. And like I said before, I get to watch him and kind of, kind of live off of him. Well, he used to drop his first daughter off at our, at my parents' house where I was still living at home. And after work, I would pick her up and take her to my brother's house. Well, I had a nice car and a nice stereo system. But when you got a little, you know, one-year-old sitting in the back seat, you can't be driving like an idiot and you can't be blaring your music. So I got a real good taste of when you start a real family, it ain't about you. It don't matter what you have. You got to watch out for that. Yeah. So with that being said, I didn't get married till I was 23 and didn't have my first kid till I was 28. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was 26 when we had our first. Yeah. So, but that, like you said, that's exactly what I did is I, st- I took a step back and went, I still have a lot of stuff I want to do. I'm still selfish. I'm still a boy. You know, I'm still a boy with a beard here, but I was able to identify that. So I didn't involve anybody else. Until I was ready to. You don't want to drag something in somebody else into your selfishness. Right. Exactly. That's, that turns into destruction. I mean, you can destroy people's, other people's lives. Exactly. Especially children. Not only just taking away the wife, the children aspect. I mean, if you have a significant other, you got a girlfriend out there. I mean, guys, if you're dating somebody, it ain't about you anymore. And it's about sacrifice because that person that's going to be brought into your relationship, they have other commitments and they have, and they have aspirations and they have hobbies and they have friends and all these different things. And what happens is, is we get involved in these, these relationships and we think, well, she just needs to understand about this and understand about that. Well, now you're talking, this is a compromise thing between two people anymore. It's not just you anymore. Right. She's thinking the same thing. Well, he just needs to understand. And if you're not willing to sacrifice that, you shouldn't be in a relationship. Right. Exactly. You know I mean? The bottom line, if you're not ready to, you know, to put forth an effort and say, okay, there are certain things I'm willing to give up because this is more important to me, then you don't have any business being in a relationship. So you young dudes, if you're out there listening to this right now and you're thinking about this, these what we're saying is resonating with you and you're going, yeah, I mean, there are things I want to do. Maybe you're not in a position right now where you should be in a relationship right. because you're not willing and ready to sacrifice the things you need to sacrifice in order to be in a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean- I've been married for 20 plus years to my wife. There are a lot of things that I think I would like to do, but at the end of the day, you know, I have somebody else that's depending on me, that's involved living with me. We have to communicate and we have to be able to prioritize what's important. Oh yeah. There's been many times, and I'm sure you've done this too, is you're sitting there thinking going, damn, this would have been a whole lot easier if I was by myself. Yeah. I could have done this by now. I could have done that by now. I could have done whatever it is that you have on your mind. And you know what? You could if you were by yourself, but guess what? That's lonely. Dude, Have I it. can tell you right now, when Candy and the kids are not in the house, you talk all this shit about what you're going to do and this and that. I find myself sitting in the same spot, doing the same thing, and the house is getting bigger and bigger and bigger to where it's like, man, I didn't realize this house is so big. I mean, it's you, you start to realize, you know, you can go do whatever you want to do right now. And the reality is like, what the hell do I really want to do? I mean, it's like, my life and my world, I mean, I've moved so far away from so many other things in my life that, you know, yeah, maybe I'll go, you know, go down and watch a game with a buddy every once in a while or have a cold beer or catch a movie or whatever. But that desire to go off and run around and do whatever, that's just gone. Now. Right. You know, I'm, 
And like we were talking about a couple podcasts ago, we we're talking about the uh, midlife crisis, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's part of, like I was speaking earlier with the guys, when does it become a, about me again? Well, as you do get older, if you've had a family and you've had kids and all that, as they grow up and start doing their own thing and become self-sufficient, then at that point, you can kind of focus on you a little bit more. You can treat yourself a little bit more, but you still got to understand they're still there. The wife is still there. So it can't be all about you, but you can turn some of that energy and some of that focus back on you a little bit. Right. And it's like, Kenny and I talk all the time, it's going to be about us. Right. Because for so long as a parent, it's always about them. Mm-hmm. What are the kids doing? What do the kids need? What do we got to do this? When do we got to go that? What do you, and you get caught up in all those things, you know? And, and you know what? Sacrifice is very rewarding. It is. I've never regretted being a father. I don't regret being a husband. No. Nope. You know, I don't regret my life. You know, the sacrifices I've made were worth it. Right. You know, but I think you got to understand what is it, what does it mean to sacrifice? You know, you got to give up something. Mm-hmm. You got to put a, put aside your own selfish desire, your own wants, and you've got to say, you know what, this is more important than that. You know, I even though I would like to do this, or I have a desire to do this, it's not beneficial for me and my life and the people, and it's not conducive for who's around me or God has entrusted me with. It's just right. not, it's not, not worth it. And and the saying "tis better to give than receive" is absolutely true because you can think of the things that you wanted to do and what you wanted to accomplish. But when you see the investment that you've made in your girlfriend, in your wife, in your kids, when you see that come to fruition, that is more rewarding than buying that boat ever would have been. Well, also, not only just that, but in relationships, yeah, you know, you got friendships out there. You've got to be willing to sacrifice a little bit to have healthy friendships. Right. I mean, it can't always be about you. Exactly. Nobody wants to hang out with that dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know, nobody wants to be with a dude that it's all about him, what he wants, where he wants to go, what he wants to eat, what, you know, nobody wants to be around that dude. You've got to be willing to compromise and be willing to sacrifice. Right. But I'll tell you the thing that you should never sacrifice and that's relationships. Right. Especially when it comes to your wife, your kids, your significant other family members. Right. There's no amount of money. There's no amount of, uh, you know, position or clout or, you know, personal gain that's worth sacrificing those relationships. Right. Because at the end of the day, when you look back on your life, those, those are the things that really have true value. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not really sacrificing anything. You're gaining. Exactly. You think you're giving up a bunch, but you're getting so much more. Right. And all the, all the young guys out there who are not in relationships yet or at the beginning of a relationship, just burn this in your brain. You know, we may not be speaking to you exactly right now, but understand this and know this because it is what you are expected to do. It's what real men do is a sacrifice for these relationships. So if you're not in a relationship yet, if you're a younger, younger man and you're looking at getting into a relationship or you're new to a relationship, understand this. This is part of the mentoring process that we constantly talk about. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to mentor to you young men out there too, that this is what you can expect. And it is so worth it, but you got to balance that work. You got to make sure you're not feeding your ego. You got to make sure that your sacrifices are worth it and ask yourself when they ask you to work on the weekend, you know, is that extra, you know, $150 going to be good when you're missing your son's birthday party? 
You really got to do it. You got to love the people that love you back, man. That job ain't going to love you back. Right. The job will never love you back. That's it, man. That car ain't going to love you back. That new smell wears off real quick. Mm -hmm. Right after you make the first Mm -hmm. payment. There you go. Smell quite as the same. The same. The motorcycle ain't going to love you back. Nope. Nope. Never will. And so that's really not what, I mean, it's really not a sacrifice. We think it is because we, we're inherently selfish. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's just the truth of the matter. You know, um, at the end of the day, we have to sit back and, and, and evaluate, you know, when we talk about it so many times here, I mean, when do you become a man? When, when you become selfless, mm-hmm. it's not about you anymore, you know? And so you want to be a man in a relate in the relationships you're in. You want to be a man when you're dealing with your wife, as far as being a husband, you want to be a man when it comes to taking care of your children as a father, mm-hmm. you want to be a man. If you're in a relationship with a, with, with someone, I mean, mm-hmm. you want to be a man when you're in, in relationship with your friends and your parents and all these different things, be thinking like a man, acting like a man, you know, uh, it's funny, you know, we shared a story a while back and you brought it up that we were talking about the sacrifices that, that fathers and husbands make. And so often, I think a lot of times things go unnoticed. It's like I always told my, my kids, I said, you know, I know that your know, mom has been there for a lot of moments in your life. You know, a lot of times doctor's appointments or, you know, going to certain events and, and things like that. Well, you know, there's a lot of times dad wasn't there mm-hmm. because, you know, I, my wife was a stay-at-home mom. And I was the breadwinner for the family. And, you know, as a man, I had to sacrifice, you know, some times and, and, and opportunities so that my wife could have those times and opportunities with our children. Right. I wanted my wife to, to raise our kids, not somebody else. Right. And so the death circus, I don't regret that one iota. What I do regret at times is that I've, I've chosen the job over being there at certain moments in my life. And mm-hmm. that, that, that has caused regret. But, you know, it's like I always say, you know, like I was telling my son and we shared on a, a previous podcast as I was telling you about it is that, you know, Hey, I know mom went into the doctors with you, but remember, and what you don't think about is mom walked into you with you because I was parking the car because it was raining outside. I walked in the rain. So you and your mother wouldn't get wet. I pull up to the door so that you, and your mother can get out at a restaurant when it's raining. So you don't get wet. So I walk in the rain and not my family. My wife don't walk in the rain. I walk in the rain. Right. My children are not going to walk in the rain. I'll walk in the rain. Those are sacrifices that men make. Sounds something so silly and so simple. But what we're doing in that moment is we're telling their wives and our children, you are the most valuable thing on this planet to me. Mm -hmm. That, you know, I'm willing to sacrifice those things. If my son needs shoes, he's going to get a pair of shoes before I get a pair of shoes. Right. If my wife needs something, she's going to get it before I get what I want. Mm -hmm. And, And it's about those sacrifices we need to make as men. You know, if you're in a relationship with a girlfriend out there, you guys, some of you young guys out there, man, you guys get selfish and you think about yourselves, you know, that time that you're spending on the video games rather mm-hmm. than spending time with your significant other or the time you're doing, hanging out with your knucklehead buddies instead of spending time with that girl that you're supposed to be having feelings for in a relationship or the times you're up watching TV, staying up late, doing all the things you shouldn't be doing instead of focusing on taking her out, mm-hmm. spending time with her, and making her feel special. No, yeah, I can think of one huge thing uh, where I made the mistake and put the job before a relationship. My best friend since, I would say, fifth grade. Fifth grade. Absolute best friend. Uh, started in elementary school, went all through middle school, into high school. Always best friends. Uh, he was getting married. Well, I had a job that I was doing 
and they sent me down to Miami. And I told him, I said, hey, I got to be back on this date to be in my, my, my best friend's wedding. And they're like, oh, well, we, we really need you here. We really, you know, we really got to have you. And I chose the job over my best friend. And I felt so freaking guilty for that, dude. I mean, it was, it was, it was horrible. I mean, in those moments, you can never get back. Exactly. So, I, I mean, I think I was lucky because I actually got to experience a lot of this stuff at a really early age. I mean, I was only 20, 21 at the time, 22. And it really hit home with me at that point. So I get to experience a lot of this stuff that the younger generation is going through now at a real early age. And that really shaped me as a man growing up. Well, the question is, is what are you willing to sacrifice? What's important to you? Where do you put your value? Is it about you? I mean, are you worried about the person staring back at you in the mirror? Are you looking at the people standing in front of you? Are you loving the job that's never going to love you back? Are you focusing on the things that are not going to bring you any value? What are you willing to give up? What are you willing to sacrifice to have strong, healthy relationships? When you sit back and you think about those things, you should be able to, to think as a man about what's important to you. You know, if, if, if the job is the most important thing to you guys, don't get married. Don't have children. You know, if, if having things is if, and, and wearing certain clothes and driving certain cars and all those things are so important to you, you know, don't bring other people into that selfishness. It's okay. Focus on you. But don't damage other people in the process. As men, we have a responsibility. We're all called to sacrifice. You know, that's part of being a man. Learning what it is to be selfless. And if you're listening to this tonight and you've got some tough questions to ask yourself, I suggest you start asking them. What is it you're chasing? What are you loving? Don't love the job. Love people. Because when you do that, my friends, well, that's where the rubber meets the road. Oh, 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 oh,